Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I am back. And diggity. I'm out here trying to never let you down. And more importantly, never let me down. I owe it to me to be here for y'all. Now let's start the show. Um, today's topic, I want to talk about dating and, and the confidence that comes with dating. Because I remember there was a time that me being a big guy, like being tall and being heavy set, you know, I thought my confidence only allowed me to get to talk to big women. You know, even even when I was dating. I wouldn't say skinny women, but women who lay, who weighed less than I did. There was always a fear of them getting comfortable enough uh, to see that I'm see that I'm heavy set, so it's okay for them to gain weight, which I didn't like. But just. Just dating in general. I don't know if you guys... I know some of you guys are married and can't relate to this. Some of you guys have been out there dating. And some of you guys are in committed relationships. But we we all go through the same trial and error. Trial and error. Trial and error. And... Right now, I'm at a point in my life where, you know, I'm not looking to necessarily sleep around. And this is overnight. (laughs) So I'm not looking to sleep around anymore. I'm looking for something that's forever. You know, I'm looking for a wife. And you know what's crazy? I tell people my age, I tell them I'm 31, and they say, don't get serious till you're 35. But who knows what the future has in store for me? You know, I feel like in the past, I've been with some really, really phenomenal, phenomenal women. But I knew that I wasn't mature enough to you know, start a life, which would have been, which would have made my life totally different from what it is now. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. You know, (laughs) when it's time, you know it's time. But, so, let me bring you guys up to speed. I shot I shot my shot with a coworker today, and I haven't shot my shot. I've been so addicted to like online dating and and working and you know being comfortable with what I have. 
what I realized is like me just being out here having fun or seeing one girl because I always been like a serial monogamous. But you think of it as a job. I got a lot of work references. So even if an employer hires a secretary and she's like one of the best secretaries in the world, you still have to keep interviewing secretaries because you never know what might happen to her. She might go to the rival company. She might want to overthrow you and all these things. So you keep hiring or she might, you know, something might happen to her family. So you, you want to keep secretaries in line just, just to keep your business moving forward. So, and, and that's, that's what I've forgotten about. You know, uh, so I'm talking to this girl and, you know, I started get, giving her hints that she was the only one. You know, not not verbal hints, but she see it in my actions that that I didn't have any more options and I was vulnerable. Now, the ball was in her court. You know, she wanted to see me when she wanted to see me. Instead of it being vice versa when I wanted to see her. So now, I shot my shot at a co-worker. And it's been a long time. Since, I'm going to be honest with you guys. It's been a long time since I asked a girl out. Long time. But... I feel like the longer I waited, the more the more my the more my love language died down. Like they say if you don't use it, you lose it. So I was losing it. I shot my shot. It, it may have been been a little bit of corny. It may have been it may have been corny. But <laughs> I still was determined to make it happy. Bust out my shell. And that's what it's all about. Get, getting uncomfortable. Being comfortable getting uncomfortable. In uncomfortable situations. So I tell her. I tell her. Hey. If you don't have a boyfriend. I would like to take you out sometime. And she just. Flip like, oh no, no! I just got out of a terrible relationship. I'm good on that. I'm like, cool, cause I'm not looking for a girlfriend necessarily. Yeah, I, I just, I I'm cool with just going out for drinks and getting to know each other and being friends. And she say, she says. That's cool. I'll keep that in mind. Now, with, with with the confidence on that slight rejection, I'm ready to talk to a hundred more females. <laughs> I'm ready to go out there and get at it because it's fly paper. Rule number 76. Fly paper. 
You know, whatever whatever sticks, stick. She could have been like, F you, get out of my face. And I would have to fix my tie, brush my blazer off, and I still have the same, you know, optimistic energy to talk to the next woman that you're attracted to. You know? So it was definitely dope. And I say that, I say that it was cool that she she didn't have a boyfriend because I I don't like getting in between things. Like the last thing I would do is talk to a woman that's involved with got a basically got another situation. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want. I'm a big guy, six five. About 360 pounds, but the drama part, what if a man so-called looking for me or whatever, whatever, you know, I I don't have drama in my life. I only have solutions. So, so for her, for me to ask if she has a man. And for some reason, and I bring that up because some reason, for some reason to me, there's nothing more unattractive <laughs> than a married woman. I mean, you could appreciate her morals, her her, her values, and her solidification towards her marriage, you know. But other than that. You're not on the market anymore, so <laughs> that that's very unattractive to me. So, so we playing a dating game. As I sit back and think about life and coming home to. <laughs> TVs that I haven't mounted on the wall yet. <laughs> Just TVs on the floor. And just being, basically, having something missing, being incomplete. And, and finding ways to complete myself so maybe I find somebody that's complete. You know, that's the funny thing about dating. Sometimes God is like, work on yourself. Work on yourself before you get back out there. Unless you're willing to make the same mistakes over and over and over until it's insanity. You know, and and I guess that's what I'm using this time for to grow. And other and other things that I'm lacking, but we're gonna save that that I'm missing out on. Not la- not so much lacking, but missing out on. But we're gonna save that for a rated R X rated podcast. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, it is August sixteenth. 12, 18 a.m. 
Just got home from work. Maybe I watch a movie and 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 then head to bed. But keep in mind, wherever you are, young lady, I can't wait to meet you. And also, shout out to our sponsor, Philip Reed, who has a GoFundMe, www.gofundme.com, The Lost Borough. Guys, we've, together we've raised almost 2K, 2K in about a month, you know, just building a film from scratch. So he wrote a script called The Lost Burrow, and it's it's about a young man who... Little brother looks up to him and he has to make the right choices to get out to get out of a bad situation and create create a life where it just good situations for him and his family. But it's like being stuck in between. And so I'm excited about being involved in this project. Um, um, I told my brother, if there's any way I can serve, I will. So that's his platform. And you guys listening, anything helps to get the project on its feet. With that being said, I'm out. Alexa, play Cause you was depressed and now you are you